and we're back for another week of the Blue Corner. Uh, week 14, who would have thought we made it this far? Uh, today I'm joined by David Francis. He's a mixed martial artist. He's had a couple of boxing fights along the way. Um, fights out of uh, Gracie's and um, also fights out of Stand Strong Boxing. Um I'd like to welcome you and see what you've been doing during this pandemic. How have you been? Yeah, um, been good. Um, just keeping busy with all the coronavirus, what's been happening. Um, uh, working, new father. Uh, yeah, just uh, crazy times and um, just hard to get uh, fights going on this year. So it's good to talk, good to come in and talk about it. Nice. So obviously, you know, most people have had experienced their their first lockdown um you obviously uh run a construction business which um i guess is considered an essential worker um so how was that first lockdown for you was there any sort of restrictions for you or or did you kind of like just go full steam ahead i guess yeah when when it came out um that there was going to be a lockdown um you know everyone was for for us we were worried about what was going to happen but when they announced that construction could still go ahead they um they sort of announced that we could do seven days a week, so it was just like even more work for us to do, and um, we're really busy during the time. So um, we're very lucky to still have a job. I know a lot of people were out on unemployment, or whatever. But um, yeah, no, I was I was very lucky to keep working, and nothing really changed other than training really stopped because you know the gyms were closed. But I guess you're in the perfect um, business for that too, right? Because even though the gyms had to close, um, I, I dare say working in constructions keeps you pretty fit. Uh, yeah, yes and no. Like this is probably where you're going to tell me that you're a floor manager and 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 no. you don't actually do any of the heavy lifting. No, like I, I was um I was on site heavily. I was I was on site a lot, actually doing a lot of physical work. But like I don't know what it is. It's just like the culture of the work sites. You end up eating bad food. You you're not. You're not really, um, you're not keeping fit. You're just, yeah, any chance you can get to eat something bad, you will, especially with a group of boys. And um, It just means that you're employing the wrong people. I mean, you should <laughs> you should give some of the guys from your gym a job and, and, and that way you can grapple at lunchtime. Yeah, if, um, you know what, you're right. I should, should have given it to them, but most of the people we work with is my family, so I'd have to sack my own cousins and stuff. <laughs> Hey, business is business, right? You're right, man. You're right. So, um, obviously, before before the pandemic, I, I want to congratulate you. You um, obviously, we'll, we'll go through your personal life first. Yep. Um, you you recently got married. Yeah. Um, your your one year is actually it's coming, coming up. up. Yeah. yeah. Within a couple of weeks, yeah, you married. So you know, you 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 were pretty lucky to to squeeze that one. I mean, no, it was last August. So I mean. Look, the, the the pandemic started say November. Um, mm. For us, probably more January, February. So I mean, you got it in pretty quick. But uh, I guess on that, how how has the transition been? So you get married. Um, did you have a honeymoon? Yeah, we had a honeymoon. Um, uh, it was it's funny because um, we found out that my my wife was pregnant on the honeymoon, and she started to get. Um, like that morning sickness and stuff. So we didn't really get to enjoy our honeymoon that much. So we were out in um, winter Hawaii, um, stayed there for like five days, but then we went to Vegas as well and we were supposed to go out there like partying and whatever. And uh, 
yeah, she was really sick. Like she didn't get out of her bed for the whole week. We were there, and it was like it was like the middle middle of like a um, Labor Day weekend. And it was like people out everywhere. It was partying and whatever. And I just every time was walk past the lobby and have to go straight up to the room and see her and make sure she's all right. So um, it was a bit of a down to the honeymoon, but it was the best news. Like when we found out she was pregnant, so it was a uh, bittersweet. So. Um yeah, I get. I guess I I, I would say um, Hawaii is definitely a, a honeymoon kind of uh, location. Yeah. Um, why Vegas? Isn't that something that you'd normally do <laughs> for your uh, bachelor party or something like that? Like, where, where uh, did where did Vegas come into it? And I guess also while you were at Vegas, did you get any sessions in in the gyms over there? Because there's there's obviously so many. Um, I would have loved to get some sessions in, but it was just like it was just too much. Uh, just worrying about if she's all right and whatever trying to be a good you know trying to be a good husband um i chose vegas uh, i guess I, I was there maybe like five or six years before and I, I always liked i always wanted to go back and she hasn't really been overseas much so um i don't know we're just somewhere fun to go in america while we're there like you know hawaii is not far but uh yeah it was um turned out to not work out for the best anyway so it didn't matter where we were Okay, and so, um, so you you got married. You then had your honeymoon, um, and then obviously the the pandemic struck. I guess that was a whole change of scene. I mean, I guess you're a little luckier because, as you said, you've been able to continue to work. And I only say that because I know some people, right? They're like, and and this has got nothing to do with whether it's a good or a bad relationship, right? But like when you're in each other's hair twenty four seven. Right, it it does put a little strain on on the relationship. So I guess you kind of got lucky. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> in 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 the sense that you were still able to go to work because you would seriously go from wedding to honeymoon period to being to, to kind of being stuck in hill. And and I and I, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Nah. Um, but I guess you were kind of lucky in 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 that sense. Um, when did the child arrive? Like uh, he he was born April the fourth, which is like mid lockdown pandemic um i couldn't have anyone in my family come and see him um they almost didn't let my mum in the hospital she came one day to to just to see him for the first time she actually like she's from adelaide so her family are all there still only her mum has met met him so they came she came on her own for a couple of weeks uh actually for a month and then she had to go and quarantine back in adelaide for two weeks before she was allowed back out again so um her dad still hasn't met him our whole family still hasn't met him so it's affecting our family a lot with um you know with seeing him and, and even christening him and and know. and did it affect um with the whole birth of things like because I, I know i've read like some articles like in the states and stuff where they were like um you know if the father for instance wanted to go home to get like fresh set of clothes they were like, if you leave, you can't come back in, kind of thing. Like, was was it to that extent over here? Like, or or was it just like a normal birth? I mean, it's your first, right? Yeah. It's so my you probably first. don't have anything to compare well, it to. But like, was was there anything that you felt like, okay, this is because of the pandemic? Yeah. No, definitely it was different because like I've had a lot of family born in. You know, I've come from a big Lebanese family that every time there's a kid born, there's about a hundred people at the hospital to come visit him or her. So. Uh, this time round was empty, and you know you don't see the balloons and the and the gifts and and the enjoyment. It was just like um, me and her, 
sort of good in a way we get to like learn how to become parents and learn how to take care of a baby but as well it would have been good to have people around um it i was once or twice uh, asked like questioned about what am i doing at this hospital but i was never not allowed in like i was always able to be there for her but was there any sort of extra precautions that they took? Like, were you you were you allowed to be in the room for the delivery, or were they were like uh, you have to wait in the waiting room, or like was there precautions, or no? It was just yeah, like uh, a hospital is always very clean, so um, there were extra precautions um, about just who comes in and not. I was able to be there for the birth. I was I was able to be there. Nice. And so when you say you, you haven't had the family around to kind of learn how to be parents and you've had to do it on yourself, what, what's been, I guess, the biggest learning curve for you? Um, you always hear it, but like sleep is, uh, it's especially the first, say, the first month is like, it's the worst. You, you get one hour sleep every few hours, maybe, if you're lucky. Um, we've been lucky that he's been a good boy. He's like, he's, he sleeps well. And... Um, the first yeah, the first six weeks for my wife was was probably like the most um, enduring and and sleep deprived you'll ever be. And I guess that's where you're unlucky that you had to work, right? Because in in a normal scenario, I would say, well, if you're both locked at home, you can kind of take shifts on 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 waking up and stuff. But you having to work that whole time, yeah, it really does then put the onus back on her because you are still working right yeah i did i did a couple of weeks with her at home in the beginning um it was good that her mum could come and help so as soon as her mum came i was off to work so um i was sort of happy that i could go to work <laughs> she knows let, that let, I, was, I was just about to say let's hope she's not watching this I, but uh it's it's all good i will watch it but she knows she knows what's happening <laughs> Nice, and so obviously the the, the gym's closed, um, as, as you said before, and um, I mean we'll we'll get onto your little hobbies on the side and stuff like that. But I I, I see that you set up like um, your washing line to kind of like uh, oh yeah to 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 keep sparring yeah. or, or, or or doing. And and the only thing I will say that like uh, for for people that don't know, check out uh, Dave's uh, TikTok. He's got uh, plenty of. Uh, <laughs> good videos up there to watch and one of them is is you taking it out on the washing line um which i thought was kind of cool um the the only thing i will say is it would have actually been a little bit better had you had some clothes hanging off that line <laughs> and you and you give it a spin right so that way you actually work on your head movement yeah, as well um but yeah was that was that something that you do often or is that something that you've just set up for your tiktok i um it's got nothing to do with my TikTok. I just wanted to upload it. But um, I I saw there's this guy I follow, Bazooka Joe. He's a kickboxer, uh, ex-kickboxer in glory. He um, he done the same sort of thing but on his post for his boxing ring. And um, it's just sort of an idea if you don't have a bag. And I don't have a bag at home. So um, I had some pads there and I thought, you know what, it might be a good idea to hit this. You know, it's, it's solid. It um, can, can move around at least do something while I'm on lockdown. And and would you take it as far as say you're Tony Ferguson and start throwing leg kicks at at, at the uh, the steel pole or you're not I, that game? I didn't upload that one. I I tried to kick it. It, it killed me. Fucking killed. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um. So anyway. So obviously, as I said, I I when uh, when I knew you were coming in, I I thought you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little dig into your thing and and I did find your TikTok account. Um. You know what? I I guess. Was it you that got 
into TikTok on your own or is there some influence there? Because I, I, I see that you get the family, whether I, I think it was your niece. Uh, uh, or, yeah, my little cousin. Or your cousin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you had a, a few episodes. I know your wife gets in on it. Yeah. Um, so what's the kind of um, deal? Yeah, it wasn't my wife that got, got me into it. I, I don't know. Like I just saw it one day. I saw a few funny videos and I thought you know, I'll create an account. And my missus used to give me shit. She's like, that's for like teenagers. That's for kids and stuff. And I'm like, but no, there's like older people on it. There's adults and, and other, you know, there's funny stuff on it. And she used to always give it to me. And then now she's created her own account after all that. Um, so my, is, there, is, is there a bit of, is there a bit of competition now between the two of you? Nah, like she's, she's much better than me. Cause just cause she's a girl, like she puts up one video, gets like hundreds of thousands of views. And I'm, cause I'm a bloke. I'm, not that much <laughs> it, is, it is a bit like that though right yeah. like I, I, sometimes like I, I i do see posts and i'm like how's this even generating the the amount of views that it is yeah. and it's like sometimes you're like <sighs> you yeah. know uh, yeah i don't know i don't know honestly um i don't know how it works there's some videos that are so random on that on that app um that get heaps of views by like it's good it's good fun anyway i don't really care too much about it it's just um good to have a laugh and especially on the lockdown like it keep you busy and, that, and that's the best way to be. I mean, I always say you have to be able to laugh at yourself, right? Like, you can't take life too serious. And as you say, especially during the lockdown, like, it's kind of like, are you going to sit on the couch and just watch TV? Or, mm. you know, are you going to do something? Um, and the way I see it is, it's kind of like a little creative outlet. Yeah. Um, I will have to ask you, though, like, when you guys do your uh, your dance ones, yeah, how much practice goes into those? Because, I mean, like, when you did it, my sister's a dancer, um, you know, and I showed her your your rock star one. I, oh, yeah. I, I don't know how it goes, right? And and like you guys got it, right? Like you you actually get it. So, is there much rehearsal that goes into these things, or or is it just spare of the moment? Yeah, it's a um, because I, I I don't think I can dance that well, so it does take a lot of a lot of effort. Probably other people would be able to do it better than me and and get it quicker, but um, especially when you're doing it with a partner, it's just like. Man, it's, I don't know how people do this, and uh, yeah, it, it does take a bit of time. But like, um, yeah, we don't try to perfect it to you know to get it. We do what we can. Just don't want to spend too much time on it, otherwise we'll kill ourselves. And, no, and uh, yeah. and and it is hard. And and the only the only experience I don't have TikTok, by the way. Um, Did you get it? Well, I don't know now because you know uh, they're they're talking about that. Um, you know, America have now put this whole thing out that they want to ban it. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Australia's been talking about banning it mm. um, just because of the information getting back to the the Chinese government. Um, and now, obviously, I don't know if it was this week or last week, Instagram's come and tried to do a knockoff version of it with, oh, yeah, with yeah, Reels. Yeah. So I'll really, that, yeah. it, it, it'll be interesting to see if if that actually takes effect because when you, when you think of Instagram stories... You know that was kind of a rip off to Snapchat, Snapchat yeah. right? And and it kind of worked. People really got onto the stories thing. So, and at the moment, I am seeing a lot of reels come up in in the um, in the feed, but I just don't know if it's a fad or if it will actually generate some steam. But I think with the fact that they're talking about banning TikTok, it could yeah. actually be perfect timing for Instagram to capture that market. Yeah, I guess if they ban it, then people would turn to it. Like, if there's nothing else to do, though, I don't. Know. I don't know if you have to. Do, you don't have to make a TikTok or whatever, make a video. But I'm sure 
if um yeah if people not on tiktok they'll just move to that but um i don't understand what the thing about banning it is anyway like who cares if china's got information on my dance moves i, I don't well, I don't, I don't really I, get it. I, I, I guess that's what it is. And, like, look, it's the same, like, um, when they released the COVID Safe app, mm. right? It was the same thing. Everyone was like, ah, they're trying to track us. They're trying to track us. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, um, I mean, granted, I haven't downloaded the, the COVID Safe app. Okay. So I, I haven't done that. But I was kind of like, what are we worried about? Yeah. Right? It, it was kind of like, if they want to track you. Yeah. Right? Every time you use your credit card, every time you use your mobile phone. That's right. I mean, if 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 you're gonna get tracked, they're gonna track you anyway. That was my first like train of thought, right? Then my second train of thought is like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that you're that worried that they're tracking you. Because there's no one they're not gonna track every single person on the planet. So you must be doing something wrong, right? For them for them yeah. to to even want to track you. Um, I guess in, in, in the TikTok um, space, what it is is, um, you know, where, where people say, well, Facebook tracks you. And they kind of do. You know, you have these conversations and then suddenly these ads pop up and you're like, that's just freaky. Like I was just talking about that and mm. now you're advertising. Yeah, that happens so, a lot. Eh? Right? It happens a lot. So it happens with Instagram. I mean, Facebook and Instagram are the same thing. But mm. like it does happen. Google listens to you. Um I, th I think the difference with the TikTok is that they're saying, obviously, the way uh, the Chinese government is. Like, the American government, for instance, don't have access to the Facebook uh, data. Yeah. Right? I'm sure they could get to it, but theoretically they don't. Um, and I think that's the major difference. Like, if TikTok was a, a, an Australian company or an American company, or I don't even think it'd be talked about. Right, I, I I honestly think it is just because it's, it's their China. government, yeah, yeah, and it's their government and the and the way they run because um, they're very they they have a lot of control over there, right? Like obviously they even like what we get on a Google search, and then you go over there and try to Google it, they'll they'll literally control what you see and what you don't, right? Yeah, yeah. I think Facebook is even banned in China, so they have their own Facebook. Yes, I, I actually I've heard about that. I'm mm. I'm not a hundred percent sure on Pretty, that, yeah. but I I have heard about it, right? And it's and it's it's kind of, once again, as you said, like if they really want to watch you dance, yeah, like yeah. the COVID safe app thing, like like people think they're like, all right, you, you might be an important person. Everyone's important, but do you think you're that important that somebody's gonna be? chasing you and following where you are every single moment or, or wanting to know where you are like like you're not james bond like we're just normal people what are you trying to hide but like, even i downloaded the app but I, don't, I didn't care like I but just even if, but even if you were important they're, they're still not i mean do you, do you really reckon that there's someone sitting there going okay let's see what leonardo dicaprio is doing like yeah they don't care right like i don't care the 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 only time i think they would care is if you're doing something wrong yeah. Right, and if you're doing something wrong, like say you're you're conspiring to rob a bank or something like that, they're going to track your phone anyway. Mm. They don't need an app to do that. But what I did find funny is when they had no success or little success of people downloading the app, mm. Apple actually integrated the the tracing app within the latest iOS. Okay. 
I didn't know that. You didn't know that? So all of so a sudden... So you download it anyway. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll show it to you after, right? So all of a sudden, from one day to another, I forgot which, which update it was, but it was when you uh, downloaded the latest update, when you go into the health app, there was yeah. a COVID-19 tracker in the health app, right? They got so, us anyway. <laughs> and that's what I mean. So at the end of the day, they're going to do it anyway. So I, I, I really... But once again, I, I was kind of like, it's kind of weird that they're asking us and, and that, I guess that was the debate because people are like, oh, but you're giving them permission to. And I'm like, yeah, but they're going to do it anyway. Um, and then when you didn't give them permission to, they did go ahead and do it anyway. So what was the whole point of, of doing it? But having said that, because I am interested, so you've downloaded the app? Yeah, I downloaded the app. I thought it was the best thing to do. Um, you want to get out of lockdown sooner. They said people download the app, will track people less coronavirus you know whenever it stops it stops you know now they've got another outbreak because of some people in melbourne and then no one gets tested they just go and you know spread it and so i have to ask you because i know at the beginning they they were saying that the app wasn't functioning correctly and and things like that um have you had any updates from that app like have have you like have you ever had a message from it going okay you have come into contact and and or has that app just been sitting on your phone and, and nothing's actually occurred? I actually never get any notifications about that I have come into contact. I just get notifications when it says you've not come into contact with anyone in the last 48 hours or some some stuff like that. So it's so you do get regular updates? I get updates. Not regular. It just like comes out randomly like after a week or two and they'll say um, you you haven't encountered anyone in the last 48 hours. And it's, what, what about the time before that I, I didn't realize i have encountered anyone at all and I, I still don't know anyone that has had the virus myself um but um i've heard a few stories of people that have got the virus and uh, some say it's you know it's it's pretty harsh some say it's not that bad um well i think that's what it is it, it affects everyone differently right first they're right. saying first they're saying um it doesn't affect kids at all and you know, then young people only if they have a pre-existing condition. But, I mean, they're, they're closing schools left, right and centre at the moment. So, like, yeah. the whole original um, theory of it not affecting kids is obviously now kind of, like, yeah, wrong, bit, wrong yeah. right? Um, and and I do also think that you probably, being a new father as well, it, it probably led to a decision as well to, to download the, the app in that oh sense yeah. as well, right? Because yeah. you've got that extra little bit to, to kind of worry about. Yeah, even in the whole um, lead up, like I had a sort of a feeling that they, they were going to close everything down. Uh, it was maybe like a week or two before that I decided with the guys I was training with, I was like, look, boys, I got the, um, my wife's pregnant, heavily pregnant, I'm just going to wait and, you know, kick back from the training for a bit. Um, and then, like, it was like within a week later, they just shut everything down. So, um, yeah, I, I want to be responsible, especially like uh, pregnant women, low immune system, babies, not that health, like, you know, not that immune even when they're born. So, um, had a bit of a layoff training until uh, I could make sure he's, you know, growing and strong. And, and, you know, even now he's still a baby, but like, I still got to return to normal life a bit. Um, and yeah, you never know. I, I sanitize like crazy, make sure I don't shake people's hands too often, and um, yeah, got to do the right thing just for just in case. You know, you you never know. You never know. 
Well, we all kind of became germaphobes for a little bit. And I think, you know, it's the same thing. Like, uh, originally I was really, like, kind of surprised when they were making such a big deal about washing your hands. And I'm <laughs> like, well... Shouldn't you do it anyway? <laughs> aren't we washing our hands anyway? But I kind of feel like now people are starting to relax because there was a point where it was like, and look, even myself, that every every time I walk through the kitchen, I'd be like, all right, sanitize, right? And you ended up like sanitizing your hands probably all day, yeah. right? 15, 20 times a day. Where now I reckon, once again, it's, yeah, if I use the bathroom or if I'm about to eat something, I'll sanitize, but it's not like I'm doing it, you know, and. I mean that's the whole that's the whole problem though, like as well, because now we're looking at, you know, will there be a potential uh, outbreak again? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I have this debate nearly every second day with people about, um, you know, we're sweet. We're in Sydney, um, and I always say, yeah, but Melbourne was sweet until they weren't, right? Like, and and that's the thing. Like, you know, at the moment we're sweet, but like tomorrow the day after the day after that yeah. something could break out and then all of a sudden we're not sweet anymore like i just find it so funny that people are like yeah that's melbourne that's not us we've we've got it under control and i'm like melbourne had it under control yeah they had they it did, under yeah. control they had the most testing for a while and right then, yeah. i mean even during that first wave they were doing better than us yeah right so right. they had it under control granted that whole quarantine hotel thing was a total yeah the security guards broken the Right, like <laughs> yes, like I mean that was a that was a major flaw. But I mean, what I'm saying is they had it under control, and like most things, you know, uh, it's, it's it's the same. Like I mean, I, I don't read too much into it, but when people talk about conspiracy theories, mm. and I'm like, it's a conspiracy theory until it becomes factual. Once it becomes factual, it's no longer conspiracy, right? Like, and because I always okay. find, I always find it funny when 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 people say that. Like, it's like, and and I say the same thing here is. Yes, it's always going to be in control until it's out of control. There, there, there's a tipping point, right? Yeah. And, and that's the way I see it, as I say, with the conspiracies as well. It's like, yes, if you don't have any facts to prove it, it's a conspiracy. Yeah. But as soon as facts start coming in, then it's no longer a conspiracy, true, right? Yeah. There, there, there's that tipping point. But look, let's get back to you, man. Like, I want to talk about, obviously, um, your fight career. Um, how it all began, um, yeah. you know, when when did you start uh, fighting, um, you know, how young were you, what got you into, um, and, and, and also I guess you, you say um, you've got an MMA career and a boxing career, um, did you start one before the other, did you start both at the same time, like, yeah, where, where did your journey begin? Yeah, so um, I was, uh, I was, I played rugby league my whole life, um, as you do in Australia, Um so let, let, let me guess before sorry I, I have to interrupt and it's only because I've had two guests on already and both of them played rugby and they said they got into MMA or boxing because one was a boxer one's an MMA yeah to keep fit during the off season man you got to get other people on this show because it's the same fucking story <laughs> that like I, I was actually I was doing well I, I didn't as a as a young kid, I wasn't that good. I was very small, and um, I, I've hit puberty really late. Like I was maybe like sixteen years old, and I was still still tiny. Um, and I finally started to excel as I became an adult. I I just shot up and um, got bigger and uh, more athletic and stuff like that. So I um, I was trying really hard to to make the rep teams, 
and um, I had a I had a couple trials with some uh, like under twenties and things like that, but I was a bit overlooked. So I wanted to after a season ending, I wanted to keep fit, learn a few things. Um, I didn't know anything about martial arts at all, so I thought, you know what, maybe they'll teach me some wrestling and be good for footy and um, don't be lazy in the off season. Signed up at the gym around the corner from my house, um, and Rob Rob happened to be there, Rob Whitaker, um, and uh, I just, you know, just stayed doing it. I ended up trying to play footy and uh, train MMA together in one season. I left footy the the team I was playing with about halfway through the year, and um, and just like wanted to pursue fighting. Um, it was pretty easy for me to leave. Uh, just like I fell in love with. With the fighting sport and i was falling out of love with with uh, footy because i played it my whole life and i just i really loved it but then it was just like it was just becoming a turn off um with you know selections and even in my own team like i wasn't really i was a really good player in the team and i wasn't getting um the the time i needed or the position i wanted and just like they were having fights in the games and stuff and i'm like why do i need a fight on a f- on a footy field why don't i just do it for real so um so yeah, just stuck to that um, training. Took on some couple of amateur fights, and uh, I think it was within a couple of years from from the f- my first fight, I took up uh, to went pro. Um, looking back, I probably wish I had more uh, amateur fights, even just like boxing and kickboxing and stuff. I had no, like you said, I'm um, pro pro boxing. I had no amateur boxing at all. I um had I've still had no kickboxing fights. I had three total MMA amateur fights. Um, so let 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 let's quickly uh, tra- uh, track back though. So keeping fit, and and I understand what you what you're talking about. Obviously, the the you know the thing. I used to play basketball before I got into the MMA side of things, and it was kind of the same thing. It was never about the position play or whatever, but I always found like the accountability was what it was for me like look love team sports i still watch it to this day um but i the the thing that got to me with with mixed martial arts was you're the one who's accountable right um and i mean that by like you know if say your team loses all of a sudden people start pointing fingers i was him no one wants to take accountability right like oh if you i guess in if you hit that shot or in in your you didn't kick it out or i don't know like yeah. people start pointing fingers right and the thing i love about mixed martial arts it's the same even training right like it's like you turn up when you turn up yeah right it, it's on you it's a hundred percent on you and depending on on i mean you need a good team around you because you need training partners and sparring partners but for instance as you said you you train with rob rob doesn't turn up one day yeah you're gonna have Jacob there, or you're gonna have someone else there, right? Like the bottom line is, it's it it's a sport that, as much as you need your team, at the end of the day, it's on you. And and I love that about mixed martial arts, and it's the same. Even I mean, I don't take it as serious as you. I, I still train now, but you know, there's weeks that I'll go four times a week. There's weeks, depending on work, that I'll show up once that week you know um i mean i try to go as often as i can but and once again i'm not not a pro so i don't have to have that commitment but uh, what i'm trying to say is like it really is on you um you know and you don't have to feel like 
you're letting anyone down or anyone's letting you down. Um, and the same thing, you know, it, once once you hit the cage, like, yes, your coaches are there and, and, and they're giving you tips. and, and, and But your losses are your losses. Your wins are your wins. Like, it's it's you. Yeah. Right, and and I and I personally love that about the um, the mixed martial arts side, but I'm going off on a bit of a tangent right now. But what I wanted to ask you, and I and I asked this with the other guys that played rugby, why mixed martial arts? Because like the the whole point of it is, yeah, I want to stay fit during the off season, but there's a hundred and one ways to stay fit. So why mixed martial arts? Look, I I don't I don't even know why exactly, but all I could say is like. With the team I was playing with at the time, there was a guy in the team that was training at the gym already. So I don't know why he was doing it, but he was already training at the gym that I went out and signed up at. And yeah, like, like I said before, it was about um, I was thinking like maybe I'll learn some grappling and wrestling techniques good for good for footy. I can put it into my game in footy, and it'll be like something I can commit to that. Um, it's just I go sign up at a class, do the training, do the like I rock up and then get trained, and um, they're the one controlling my my fitness and whatever. I can't just go to a gym and run and a treadmill or or go to the park and just go running for the sake of it. I um I thought it would be good to join a um a sport like this. Um, I don't know. I, I watched. I used to watch the UFC and I used to always think oh, I would never do it, and then. Um, it wasn't until I actually started doing it that I thought, oh, I, I can actually do this because um, I, uh, I, I was immediately I was I was good at doing it. Like I felt I felt like I could um, I could actually go somewhere with it. Um, and and yeah, I don't I don't know why I chose MMA to help my footy, but it just like yeah, I, I just he was the that guy in my team was the was the you know. Was it the word the, the path to that? Yeah. And then um, I didn't look back since. I went. I signed up with my brother, my older brother. He he only did it for a few months, and I just stayed. Yeah. And always with uh, Gracie's. Sorry, that wasn't Gracie's. That was um that was PMA in um Padstow. So um that was that was the gym I was at for a long time. I was there for like six years or seven years, and uh, when when Rob. And Jacob uh, and Izzy, we all made the move to to Gracie at Smeed and Grange. Um, I yeah, I followed with everyone. Okay, nice. And now Gracie's are they predominantly uh, just a jujitsu? Um, I guess uh, academy or yeah. or you know do you, do you do your wrestling or like because normally when when you you put the the name Gracie. Yeah, it is predominantly jiu-jitsu, right? Yeah, so I think the 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 actual franchise in Australia of of Gracie is it's all jiu-jitsu, or for the most part. And then um, uh, Alex and Fab they opened up the gym in Smeed and Grange, and they wanted to change it up a bit. And I think it was more to suit um, our team as well. Like um, they were training Rob already. Um, uh, they had a wrestling class. I think that's that's not it's not there anymore, but um yeah th- it's a lot more fighting uh oriented gym than it is just a traditional jiu-jitsu and they've started an mma fundamentals class um me and the boys uh, do our own little private kickboxing there a couple nights a week um 
and we try to do as much MMA sort of stuff as well, but it's not really open to the to the public like to come and sign up for an MMA fighters class. It's just like something that you would get invited to. And has it got anything to do with um, Gracie Barra or no? No, no, to- totally two different brands. They're actually separate, um, separate, yeah, separate brands. Cool. So, do you remember? Um, obviously, you said you took a, a a couple of amateur fights. Do you remember your first fight? And then, do you remember your first pro fight? Yeah, I, I remember all the fights. I remember like my first pro fight, uh, my first amateur fight. Sorry, it was. Um, it was down in Wollongong, where um, it was called the Wollongong Wars. Um, it was it happened so fast. Uh, the whole the whole thing like we went and drove down there, stayed at a hotel and whatever. But um, I I never even weighed in against the, the guy I was going to fight. So I don't, I don't know. I think maybe it was from down there, and so we had weigh ins like where I live and up you know up in Sydney, and then I met him in the cage. I never really. Got to square off against him, see what he was looking like or anything. Even before the fight, I never even knew what he looked so, like. So what was that experience like? Um, like, obviously, you know, being your first fight, do you, do you think it worked in your favour and not squaring off or would you have preferred to square off? Like, do you remember the nerves and, uh, like, what was the feeling like on, on, on your first fight? Yeah, um, I, I would like to have met him beforehand because just to think, like, I know I won the fight, but... Um, Imagine it was someone like, you know, I, I don't even know the build of the guy, what what he could do to me, or what, you know what I mean. Like it was just hap- I just happened to go there and clash with the guy, you know. So, um, it was like I remember walking to the cage thinking, "What the hell am I doing?" You know, like, uh, why am I doing this? And um, yeah, I just uh, it all happened like that. It actually finished in ten, twelve seconds. I um I shot a double leg on him, and he um. He landed awkwardly and popped his shoulder, and um, that was it. It was, it was done. Mm. Home time. See you later. Crazy. And so, was your first pro fight? Was that the um, was that the one against Theo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is a tough fight for a first fight, right? Because uh, I mean, I give Theo a lot of props as well. I mean, he ended up becoming a champ and stuff like that. He he he's he's a solid. Yeah, yeah. Fighter, uh, actually, right? actually, he's been training with us recently, so we. Ended up training together now, but um, yeah, we we fought at um, at Penrith. Oh, sorry, St Mary's Band Club, uh, for Gladiators, and uh, um, I missed weight, a couple kilos. It was my first time trying to get to welterweight. I was always been a middleweight. Um, it was probably like the worst experience of my life, like doing that weight cut. And then his coach wanted me to weigh in the next day at a certain weight, and. I just yeah okay whatever so I had to like I was still dehydrated on the day of the fight which looking back I wish I never did it but um the fighter in me just wanted to fight um and 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 do you know what went wrong with your weight cut there like looking back on it now is and and I always say with weight cuts and especially if you're trying to make a new weight like there's a science to it yeah right um but looking back now and, and, and knowing how you make weight now, do you know where you went wrong? Yeah, I was, I was way too big to go welterweight that soon. I was way, I, I, Actually, the next few fights, maybe the next four fights were at middleweight because I, was just, I wasn't ready yet. I was not ready. Um, and then uh, I, just, I, was, I used to look up to Rob for, for how he used to cut weight. And he used to cut a lot of weight. And I was like, yeah, he can do that at that weight. I can do it at that. 
at this weight. And then um, I was 84 kilos on the day of the weight cut and I had to make 77. And after water loading, so I was already, I was already dehydrated from like, you know, water loading and then missed weight by two. I, I was in the sauna for about eight hours and I lost about five and a half kilos or something like that. And I, could, I just, we were running late for the weigh-in. We actually still ran late. It was all like a blur. I couldn't see. I was tripping. I almost got run over in the car park on the way in. And then I squared off. I remember looking up at him and like just blurry. I couldn't even see him properly. That's how bad I was. That's crazy. Yeah. And I mean, like, it, it, it's amazing. And another one that always amazed me, which I know you fought as well as Rick Alchin. Yeah. Mate, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know how that guy makes weight. Like, He's just a unit, right? I'm like, every time I see him, I'm like, he's not going to make it, but he somehow makes it. But like, he, it, yeah. I, I have no idea what's going on there. Like, his bones must be like, you know, made out of like aluminium because like he's so, I don't yeah. know, like you just look at his frame and you're like, there's no way he makes that weight. And he does. The, to the time that I fought him, actually, I thought it was the leanest or the smallest I've ever seen him because he every time... Every other time I've seen him, I saw him last year and he was huge. He was so big. Like, he's big for a light heavyweight, he's big. So, um, yeah, like, I'm a, I'm a big welterweight too, so I wasn't too phased. But, um, but yeah, he's probably, like, the one of the strongest guys I've fought. And you beat him, right? I, I think from memory, you, did, did you knock uh, him out? No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I, um, I landed a nice head kick um, and... Was able to finish him like he he was backed up. He was wobbly as, and so I was just chasing him, and um, and then yeah, I think I dropped him with a right hand in the end. But it was after a few knees and elbows and everything. So um, it was a, it was a left head kick that shook him, and then I was able to chase him down, and that was one of the best wins I, I've probably had. Which was going to be one of my questions. Um, was going to ask you like, I mean, you fought for Brace, um, you fought for XFC, mm -hmm. Super Fight League. Um, then there was the Gladiators, which Gladiators is a new one to me. I I don't actually know. Is, is that a regional one or? Yeah, it's um it's run by um you know Tama Tahuna. Yep. He he runs the show. It's not new. It's been around for a while. It's just um maybe a bit more low lower key than um you might recognize. I don't know. But is it based here in Sydney? Yeah, it's the same areas. Same areas. Same areas. Okay. I think and you're talking about the um maybe the uh, MMA by the Bay that was one that I fought in. Yeah, that was the like other one. I, I was kind of like I, I I that one I haven't heard of either. So that must have been mm. a, a, a I guess a yeah. little bit of a smaller show as well. Yeah, that right? one that one was in Geelong in Melbourne. Um, these guys uh, kickboxers that run it, um, Steve Burke and uh, Steve Moxon. No, yep. sorry, Johnny Burke and Steve Moxon. They're, okay, they're really know, nice guys. I know Moxon, yeah, 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 yeah. Stone Cold, Steve Moxon. That's the yeah, one. Yeah, they were really nice guys. I like going to that show. That was actually, out of all of the fights I've had, that was one of my favourites because uh, it was nice to go away to Geelong. Uh, and the guy was from Melbourne. Um, I was a big underdog there. And, um, yeah, like they brought me in for the main event and uh, – yeah, it was a good show. I had a few people come down from here too. So, yeah, no, it was it was, it was really good to, to be on that show. They were going to do another one and it never came through. Um, I don't know why. Okay, nice. So I guess we uh, – is there any other ones that you fought for? That's that's the organisation's uh, – Yeah, I think yeah. that's it. Brace, Superfight. Yep, um, XFC. XFC. 
uh, MMA, MMA in by the Bay and yep. Gladiators. So out of all of those, um, looking back at your fights, um, your record's eight and five. Um, what has been like your most satisfying fight? And and when I ask you that, I don't mean like you know because of the win or be like what when when you look back and you're like, man, that was my fight. Like as in from start to finish, could be like you had the best camp leading up to it, or you know, like you had. When you look at it, what is the highlight fight for you? Yeah, going back to that. Um the, the one in Geelong, the MMA by the Bay, I fought um, Sam Hayward. So what happened at the time is he was – he had just beaten Theo um, on brace um, for their tournament. And um, so he's in contention for the tournament for the title. He was supposed to fight Rick Alchin. And he's booked in in like October, November or something. And then they asked me – if, if I wanted to fight him in September and I'm like thinking like they're looking past me heaps because um, they're booking in two fights in a row. Like I would never do that. I would never book in two fights. I'll one fight, focus on that, we're in the next one. But um, so he was he was in contention for the title there. And so I was like, yeah, let's do the fight. Um, I went there. Camp was normal, like, this is the first time I actually made weight for welterweight, by the way, as well. So I took the fight of welterweight, I finally made it, cut well, I was in really good shape. Um, uh, I had a 3-3 three and three record at the time, so I already, I already knew that the promoters messaging me, they thought I was a good build-up fight, maybe. Um, the people watching, like, him himself, like, I don't think he knew what I was capable of. Um, I think they just saw my record and thought maybe, you know what, like he's not that good, we can beat him or whatever. So um, I go into that fight and it was like immaculate performance. Like it was one of my best performances. I went out there, I hit him with this left knee, I cut his head, split his head open and then I kept uh, chipping at it for the next round and a half. By the end of the Second round, the doctor came in in between rounds and stopped the fight because his cut was too big. They reckon that you could see his head, like you could see his skull. Actually, I saw I, I saw that um, on your on your record, the um, doctor stoppage. Yeah, doctor stoppage after round two, right? Yeah, after round two. Yeah, like um, I was getting ready, f- you know, I was sucking them in to take on the third round, and then they just stopped it. And it was like, you know, that some people in the crowd were being a bit salty about it, but like. Um, I came there and I put on a really good show. There was a lot of other people that I gained fans from that that they at first they weren't they weren't on my side and then like I was getting booed into the crowd saying you got no chance and things like that and then um, and then I walked out there with a with a great win, a lot of respect from everyone, um, respect from him and uh, yeah. But so that fight put him out of his title contention for Rick and then. Instead of giving me a shot, they give it to Theo, and then Theo goes and wins it. Crazy. So, so yeah. So with that, because I know Brace tried to change it up for a little bit and do that. You just mentioned it before the tournament format. Mm. Um, are you a fan of that? Like, do you, would you prefer to fight in, I, I guess, tournaments, or do you like the one which is the the more common format where people are just fighting and the matchmakers just match you up? Or or do you kind of like, as as I say, a tournament where you kind of like, well, this is my road um, to a title shot? 
I think it's good in a way that you could lock in a tournament that they have to fight you or there's no, you know, there's no, sorry, there's no like dodging fights and things like that. It's set, dates are set and things like that, but I don't prefer it that much. I would prefer to just have a fight and go on from there and uh, let matchmakers sort it out and, or try get a fight with someone who I want to fight. Um, I get it, but yeah, I just, I don't, I'm not a big fan of it because sometimes the dates don't, work out for me or you know like it's just yeah it's not uh, i'm not a big fan of it fair play oh sorry i would if they had a fight s- success like in succession in one night i would do that well so if, you if, you would want to fight like once twice three times in one night if i could do two three fights in one night i would do that wow that's a, something i'm interested in but wow. the, i don't think that they can do that wow that that's crazy yeah. i mean I don't know, like, it, it, I, I always think there is, like, depends how much damage you take in the first fight, right? Like, yeah. so, because, um, I mean, your second fight, he might have got him out in, like, half a round, mm. no damage, and you had, like, a, a three-round bomb burner, and, and all of a sudden, you, you're suddenly like, oh, I don't know if I should be fighting this guy. Um, but let's let's flip the coin now. Um, your toughest battle. Like when looking back at your battles, um, like where's one, um, you know, and once again, I'm not saying your toughest loss or or it could be a win, but Mm. like looking back and you're like, man, that was, that was, that was, you know, that was a tough one. That was a tough day in the office, I guess. Yeah. um, It was probably my last fight. I um, fought Andrew Mills. Tough day in the office because it's a fight that I thought I should have won. Um, he just, I don't know, he just kept coming back and kept coming forward. And um, even though, like, I dropped him early in the first round and I thought I could have, you know, could have finished him. Um, it was just a fight that was like, that was mine for the taking and he took it back away from me because of his, um, I don't know, I, I don't know what it was that night. He just, uh, I've... Uh, you know, he took he took it out of me. Took it out of me. Really, it was a hard fight. Um, it's, a, it's a fight I'd like to have back again. But um, does it that, does it make it harder? Because uh, as you say, it's a fight that you'd like to do again. Um, does it make it harder that the likelihood of that potentially happening is probably shrunk a little because that's the second time you fought him, right? Yeah. So like that was kind of your your take back yeah. fight. Um, and I will say, like you, you totally improved because the first time he submitted you, mm. um, so there was a finish there uh, where the the last fight you took it to decision. Yeah. Um. So it was a grind. So I mean, it was a definite improvement. And and as you say, I mean, there were definitely moments. I I actually watched that that oh, second okay. fight, and yeah. there were definitely moments like I had to watch it twice because at the beginning I was like, man. You were handling him for 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 a good while, right? And 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 it is, but like I, I always say, when it goes to judges' decisions, it's it's you know, once again, you you could have had three different judges the next day, and they might have thrown it the other way. But is that what makes it a bit harder now too? Is the fact that that was a take back fight or running it back, and yeah. now that you're, I guess, two two zero to uh, Andrew Mills, that basically you've got to let that one go. Yeah, like. Uh it's a hard pill to swallow. It is. I, um, I definitely think I'm better than him still. Like even though he lost, uh, I've lost twice to him. It's just uh, I I do think I'm better. But I just 
there's things I could do in the in the in that moment. There's things that um, that I couldn't you know could improve on for future. But um, yeah, like it's it's shit. You know, I need to get my wins back up or um, just go go and fight other people that are high up there and prove myself until you know maybe I'll get on a better position than he is and then he call me out. You know, so um, I'm not too worried about fighting him again. But I know that if if it was to happen again, I'll say yes straight away. Yeah. And and talk about wins. I saw on your record as well. You've got one win slam. It says. Oh yeah, slam. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. which I, I I haven't actually seen before because I I would assume a slam would mean a knockout, right? And it's uh, it was on brace. I think it was on brace in Canberra. I um, <clears throat> I fought this guy, uh, Jasper Dunphy. He um he was from Adelaide. He was like one and one or two and oh. And I was two and two or something at the time. Um, yeah, it was. It's actually a similar story to that first one with the with the shoulder break. I um I, I got him against the fence. I lifted him up high with a high crotch, but instead of turning him into the right way, I turned him the wrong way, and he posted out with his hand, and his elbow snapped, and he yelled, yelled straight away. I didn't even I didn't even go any ground and pound or anything on him. I just like there, yeah, poor bloke, man. Yeah, you got to learn how to break for it, right? Um, and I guess another thing is, in, in an ideal world, I, I, I just want to know what's more satisfying to you, um, and only because you, you, you obviously come from the uh, Gracie her- heritage. Mm. Um, do you prefer, and I know you've done both, you've submitted people, you've um, knocked people out, um, and you've gone to decision. And I assume decision isn't the most satisfying um, so between knockouts or technical knockouts or, or submissions, what is more satisfying to you? When it happens, of course, a knockout is like the best feeling in the world. Like you could, w- I'm still yet to win a decision, by the way. So I haven't won a decision. If anything, from this question, I want to win a decision for once. Um, I always get the bad. You just got to slip the uh, refs of fifty. Before always the get the, <laughs> always get the bad. Like you just said, now you watched that Andrew Mills fight. In your honest opinion, like um, like rounds wise, if you're scoring it yourself, what would you have thought? You know, like mate, like as I said, like I definitely early on in the fight, mm-hmm. um, I definitely thought you had the better of him. I felt that towards the end, you you may have slowed down a bit, yeah. and and. You know, and I mean, talking to Jamie Malarkey, not last week, the week before, and we were talking about Alex's last title defence. And look, we're on two different pages here. He was saying the judges are always going to look at the last rounds because it's the last thing they see. And I'm like, well, hang on a sec. They're handing in the scorecards at the end of every round. So to me, every round is where he was kind of like, no, the the last rounds are more important than the first rounds. And I'm like, I don't know about that. Um, But... um, yeah, I, I, I thought that, you know, looking at early on in that fight, I thought it was yours. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it was that the gas tank started to sit in or whatever, but then he obviously started to grind and uh, grind his game back into it, right? So it's it, it, it's a tough one. And I'm not a judge. Like, yeah. I'm not qualified to judge. No, I, that's I, all right. Like I, I, I literally sit, and, and, and the way I always do it is I literally sit on the sidelines and, and I try to 
point everything. And 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 the hard thing with that is as well is like you know people always at the end of the fight they're like, oh look at the statistics. This guy had more significant yeah. strikes than this person. I'm like, yeah, but a takedown is not a significant strike, right? So. Uh, cage control is not a significant strike. So if you're if you're going by those stats, then you're in a kickboxing match, yeah. right? So it's and and that's why I always say and I, and look, I had this discussion with um, Jim last last episode because uh, obviously he's done refs for all organisations and 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 it's a it's a hard one to do because it is so objective, yeah. right? Yeah. Like your judge could have been someone with a wrestling pedigree. Yeah. Right? And all of a sudden they're going to score those things a little higher than someone who would be with a kickboxing background, right? Just because you know that better and so therefore you're going to score that a little – and I know it shouldn't be that way, but I feel like it is. It really is. And, I mean, that's the whole problem as well with – you know, when they always talk about like where, where, you know, you get the commissions get these boxing refs, right? And so a lot of the times boxing will be weighed more than some of the other stuff. And it's because generally speaking, yeah, the, the, the judges are from a, a, a boxing background. So it's a tough one, man. Like, as I said, like, I don't know. I, I, See, so I, what I, I, I would, I would probably, I would have probably edged it towards you. Oh, really? Oh, no, look, I, 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 I would have edged it towards you, and and only in the sense that when you were getting the better of him, I thought you did more damage. Yeah. yeah. Right. So if 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 I was gonna uh, do the the coin flip there, it would be on that. It would be like, listen, you had your moments, he had his moments. Yeah. So we're we're equal. But I felt like your moments were a little more damaging. Yeah, if that makes sense. No, I get, I get what you're saying. Like, but I like I don't even. I'm not even after if if you thought I won or lost. Did you think I got a couple of rounds? Because when it came to the judges' scorecards, is because I'm I want to tell you about the judges' scorecards. One of the judges gave him four rounds and one round draw, so I didn't win a round on a judges' scorecards. Yeah, but you're always going to get that, and and I will once again. I'll I'll, I'll say that as well is mm. um, no, you definitely got rounds. Yeah, you definitely like, got you definitely got rounds in, but <clears throat> and 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 this is the thing once again going back to each round being its own little thing, right? Um, and I, I forgot who I had the conversation with before, but the the you could have a say say in a title fight, you could have a forty five fifty. And it could be a razor close fight, right? And you could have a 48 47 and there were blowouts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that that end score, I think, and, and, and that's why I sometimes see people like they'll go, you know, 46 49 and people be like, oh, he got robbed, like, you know, outcry, this and that. And just because the, the score is so far apart doesn't actually mean that the fight was a blowout. It just means that every round was razor thin. Yeah. And he just did one thing extra, right? Like that that's all that means. Like I I never look at the total score at the end. Like at the end of the day, like as I say, like you could have two rounds where you blew him out 
he has three rounds where he blows you out. So either way, it was just like, or you could have five rounds that are like this, yeah. but he just edges them out each time. And it was razor close right throughout the whole five rounds, right? So yeah. it's... Uh, I like, I definitely, I definitely don't believe that that first round was close even. Like, so I didn't get a round on one judge. It's just like, it's to see it after, it's very discouraging to think that even if I won another round, they weren't going to give it to me. That's what I was... That's and what I think. I think I, I think I probably, I, I think he probably did win the fight. Like I don't like, it is a coin flip well, and whatever. Well, once I, again, it depends. Like I, I thought when it went to the ground, he did have you down for uh, a while. And for a yeah, while. So yeah. once again, it depends how much weight you give yeah. on that. So it, it, once again, what are we judging on? It's yeah. it's objective, right? Like, is, yeah. um, and then you know, it's like, are you one of those people that to beat the champ, you 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 know. Yeah, you know what I mean. I like had that I sort of fight as well with uh, Matt Vale. That was another hard fight, and and it did go to split decision. So I had um, another one. I actually thought I won that fight, um, and I've and another fight before that, I lost the split decision to to someone that I definitely would have thought they'd give me the the win on super fight. So um, I've been very unlucky with decisions. I'd like every time it comes to a decision, I'm like, man. I'm not going to win this. And that's why they say don't leave it in the hands of the judges. That's right. right? And that's why I try never to. Like eight wins, eight finishes. And um, I mean, look, for, for me, I everyone likes the, the – the, going back to the original question, everyone likes the highlight reel knockout, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. About that. <laughs> um, but for me, I don't know. I, I, I like submissions, right? Um, and, and the only reason I, I say that is everyone can get caught once in a while, right? It happens in sparring. Like you'll slip one through and everyone can get caught and you hit one person in the right place at the right time, it's lights out. The reason I like submissions is you're physically making them give up. I like that, right? I That's just me though. Like I like the fact that someone's got to say, or, or they black out, I guess, tap out before you black out. But majority of the time, them tapping out, that's not you getting the lucky shot. That's yeah, them. they're giving the... That's quit, them going. Yeah. You beat me, right? Like there's there's no going I around don't, it. Don't get me wrong. I do I do love that as well. I do. Okay, I got a submission on my last my last win. Um, I got a nice guillotine, um, and I've won a few different submissions too. So I had an armbar from Mount in a fight with like a couple seconds to go in the round. That was that was one of the best feelings, and that was my first pro win. That was really good. But I've still never seen the footage to this day, but I. I'm not lying, I did it. <laughs> I'm bar from out. And um, so looking forward, um, what, what, what's the plan for you? Like, I, I, are you looking at getting another couple of fights in this year or are you more concentrating on, on fatherhood right now and, and looking at getting back maybe next year or what, what, what's your kind of plans looking forward at the moment? Um, if, it wasn't, if it wasn't for COVID this year... I probably would have fought twice already. So I've been training. Um, I'm I'm there nearly every day, and um, my plan is to get a fight. I've been talking to Eternal MMA about getting me a fight, and they just they can't seem to come up with anything or anyone at the moment. Um, it's hard because of the restrictions and quarantining, and um, you know the volume of guys right now. I don't know if people are training. So I would I actually almost. Took a fight in the beginning of the year before the outbreak, but um, I actually took the fight. I got offered on ten days' notice, 
and then they didn't want to fight in the end. The other guys that was training for a fight. So it's just like some people are tiptoeing around fights. Like, um, it's just like, I don't know what to do. I'll just keep training. Hopefully something comes up. Maybe something international if I can. Um, but not right now because of the coronavirus situation. But my plan is to fight. Um, I'm 29, not getting any younger. I need to, you know, step it up. Jump on the that, world stage. That's the tough one, right? And yeah. especially in this sport, it's like right. one year out of your career is it, it's crazy. Like it's really crazy. Like more so than basketball, rugby, yeah. whatever. Like one year in a fight career is is, is a massive deal. Um, I mean, internationally is a bit hard at the moment. Um, I hear that they're obviously doing a few fights. Uh, Queensland still, from from what I hear. Um, I spoke to someone last week. They're they're having now um, fights again in New Zealand. Um, yeah. However, you have to be in New Zealand, so that that kind of counts us out. Um, but speaking of which, so because we are going to start rounding rounding it off pretty soon, so just talking about your team and your teammates as well. Yeah. Jacob just got a signing. Was that was that left field? Um, and I only and I only say that I'm not I'm not saying like does he deserve it or not, but like. If there was one moment in time where I thought UFC wouldn't be signing new people, it would be right now because of the COVID, right? Like, it, was it kind of, or was it something that was in the works for a long time? Do you, do you know much about that? Like how that yeah, all went down? I know a bit about it. Like I know that um, they've had their eyes on him for a bit too. Um, he's, you know, they they he's been presented to the UFC a couple of times and Izzy as well. I would have thought Izzy would have made it already by now, but. He's just on he he'd be next. Um so they um he went out, he went over with Rob on his last fight to um Fight Island and um they uh they our guys told him, you know what, get ready for a fight. You can step in if anyone pulls out, we'll show that we're keen. Um Jacob trains all year every day anyway. Even if you want him to rest, he doesn't rest. So um he yeah like he, he was always um in the scene always in the like in the back scene of it no one really knows because you know he just doesn't really talk about it. he's a very shy guy um but yeah like uh i was surprised that they gave him the contract in the end but i was not surprised because he deserves it he definitely does and that's what i mean like i'm not saying anything yeah, about yeah. whether he deserves it or not i just thought the timing of it is kind of crazy like right now it's kind of like as as you say i mean we just had alex go over and mm. rob go over but like typically speaking you know now they're back in vegas and they're doing all these fights with the american fighters and it's like yeah. then suddenly it just pops up we've signed this australian fighter and i was like what's going on there like um i i i the only thing I can kind of think of is when they go back to Fight Island, maybe they'll match him up with someone. But it was just the timing of it. So it was never yeah. um, that I didn't think he deserved it or anything. No. It was just literally when when that post, it just came out of left field. It was like, you know, Jacob signs with the UFC. And I'm like, when did that happen? Right? Like, when did that happen? It was just like kind of weird. Um, last question, though, on, 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 on your team as well. Robert, obviously, he's come back. He's, he's looking happy again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as a as a training partner, because you know the original rumor after, and I was down there for Melbourne. Um, it, it was actually a hard one for me as well. I was I was filming for the UFC. Yeah, and I was they, there as well. And they and they put me they put me in his corner. 
um, as the behind the scenes for that thrill and agony stuff. And um, so my whole my okay. whole my whole thing was like I had to stay on the family, right? So yeah, that one was tough for me because. Yeah. Obviously, you know his his wife was there, and and you know when when things went a little pear shaped, you know, like I I kind of was you at that. I, I, I was in that moment. I, well, I was in that moment, and I was kind of like, do <laughs> right. I was like, do I do the human thing and 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 turn away, or do I do what I'm getting paid to do? And I ended up doing it, mind you. When when you watch that thrill and agony, I I um I was really happy with the way they used that footage. Um, and it, and it, you know, I, I think it represented her well as well. Um, yeah. So at the time, I remember I felt I felt bad. I just felt bad. I was like, I can't believe I'm even doing this. But then afterwards, I'm like, you know what? It, it painted the right picture. It really did. Um, but then after that, obviously, he went on a little bit of a hiatus. And I know that the initial rumor was that you know there was a bone marrow transplant for oh, the yeah. daughter it's and all bullshit. right and then and then rob came out and said no nah, i don't even know where that rumor started it's all bullshit um and then he talked about that he just felt a little burnt out um he was talking about running sand dunes uh on christmas day or or, or something and he was just like you know yeah. I'm, I'm done as a training partner could you see that like like before the fact like could you see that he was kind of burnt out for a moment there. Yeah, like the the feeling at training was was very um, intense. A lot of pressure, man. Especially, I, I think there was a lot of pressure before he lost to Israel. <clears throat> not like not just from like outside those coaches and, and training partners and all, and but like from Australia and the world. He's um he's pulled out of two big fights and in Melbourne was supposed to be. I think he was more so just trying to get there than he was trying to win the fight. So, um, like, uh, even the last six weeks of his training camp, I'm one of his closest training partners, and I don't, I never even saw him because he's on his own, doing some fitness, doing pads, doing other stuff that it's going to keep him away from getting injured or keep him away from whatever. Like he had, if any issues, you know. So, um. Uh, yeah, it was more about trying to get there than anything. And then he loses and then it's like even more pressure because now he's on the losing. Like you're only as good as your last win really because, and I've, I've been on the end of that. It's like the camp, the feeling is it's shit after you want to get it back. It's more serious, you know, you're, you're, um, you start questioning things maybe. I don't know from his personal, like how he actually felt, but I can relate. Um I guess what I'm trying to say, like, you know, leading up to fights, you you always have people in there like, this has been the best camp I've had. And, and it's kind of like every fighter's going to say it. Yeah, of you're, you're, you're not going to go in there going, I've had a terrible camp, right? But I'm just saying, like, in hindsight now, do you, do you, do you feel like the energy levels were down? Like, could you feel that as, as, as a training partner? Um, that, that, you know, something... Yeah. I, I won't even say something wasn't right because it's not like, you know, there were personal issues or anything. It was just... When you burn out, you burn out sometimes. And and as I say, right now he's he's looking re-energized. So like, you know, it, it it I'm not even trying to say he's he's made excuses. I'm just saying like, could you feel that energy that like, man, he's he's dipping a little low now? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like the before he just uh, sat away and all of that sort of stuff. You could see just a bit. I don't know. Like he just didn't want to be there as much. Um. The feel wasn't as good. 
Um, I, all I could say is that, like, since coming back as well, you then that's when you realise the difference of his his attitude and stuff because he's so much so much like uh, more. He was so much more at ease this time um, going into the to the fight with Till. Like, he's just um, just like another day, and he was happy to be there. And um, yeah, just uh, overall, like he, he felt felt really comfortable. He he, he was confident in that he was going to win or I don't even think he even cared. Like, he was just happy to be there. Yeah, and, and Tillon was a good good showing, man. Like, the Till fight was really yeah. good and, and his next one's a tough one too. I'm not going to lie. That one's... That, Canyoneer. That one, yeah, yeah, that one. That, <coughs> that's a tough fight. They say yeah. I'm like Canyoneer, so um, I'll be a good training partner for him. Oh, well, maybe they'll take you to Fight Island this time and then you can get, <laughs> then you can get the, yeah, uh, go, the, the signing as well. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I guess unless you want to bring something up... Um, you know, I, I do want to finish it up now, but before I um, kind of get you away, we've got fights coming up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, main event is um, DC versus Stipe for the trilogy, and it's it's no big news. It's DC's retirement fight. Yeah, how do you see that one going down? Who do you, who do you who's your pick, and and how do you see it play out? Um, who I want to win is DC. Who I think might win is is um, Stipe because I, I don't know. I just um, I see DC is a bit on his way out. He's um, he's been knocked out a couple of times now. Even though Stipe has been knocked out, but I just I don't know. I, I think Stipe is going to win it. Even though I would like DC to win. You don't think DC is going to rely on his wrestling and just take that fight down as quickly as possible and then just grind it out? Stipe can wrestle too. Stipe can wrestle. So. Um, Look, if he does and pulls it off, it'll be you know, like, it'll be great. Um, yeah, I just, I just think Stepe is probably a bit, bit going better right now than than DC is. Cool. And then, uh, obviously, uh, Rob's last lost Izzy. Um, he's now defending the title against Costa. Yeah. Um, how do you see that fight play out? Um, and who you rooting for on that one? It's a it's another it's another one that I'm a, I don't know too much uh, who's gonna win. I think if I'm guessing it'll be Adesanya that wins, but I hope Costa knocks him out because I don't really like that guy. Fair play, and I have to say Costa's another rich Rick auction, right? Like um, I remember being over in Vegas at the uh, the PI, mm. and I I, I seen. <laughs> I seen him hit pads like with his coaches, and I just looked at him. I'm like, "There's no way." Yeah, that should like, be illegal to be that big. I'm, I'm like, that guy's like a light heavyweight. Yeah, at minimum, like heavyweight. Like he's massive. Yeah, I know. Like I, he's literally massive. I don't even know how he makes weight. Like that, he's another one that I just don't know how he makes weight. Um, but yeah, that that'll be an interesting one. I I, I think. It's weird because you go Izzy. I I, I would have normally said if if it's a knockout. Um, It'll go Costa if it's mm. a points thing. I think Izzy outdoes him, um, but you know, like Izzy has come out and shown that he 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 can put people to the ground as well. Um, so it's, I think he'll be trying to do sort of what he done with Romero, similar like type of thing. But this time Costa will be actually going for him, so he's got a lot more to worry about. But I still, yeah, I don't. I'm leaning towards Adesanya winning, but I hope he doesn't. Okay, fair play. And then the last one, which is the one that kind of like, uh, well, I, I don't even know if it's the one that everyone's been waiting for. It is now. Um, 
I was really wanting to see Khabib versus Tony. Mm. But obviously uh, Justin beat Tony and, and, and here we are in September, I think, they're fighting. How do you see the, the Khabib-Justin Gaethje fight? Uh, I love both of these guys. I, I feel like um, the, the fans would, would want to see Khabib maybe lose one or just, um, you know, the underdog. But um, I think Khabib wins... I think I think he'll win. I think Khabib will win. I'm still a big fan of Khabib too. I, I just I, I'm really like growing to like uh, Gaethje. Uh, he's got the style that I like too. His old style, the real brawl brawler style. So see, but that w- that's what makes him dangerous now because he he was that brawler. Yeah, and I always say he threw caution to the wind, and you know sometimes it didn't work out no, for him where with that tony fight he really showed now he he he's a more strategic fighter right very impressive um, fight and that to me that's the unknown in that fight it's kind of like if it was the gaichi of old the one that you like that i like um i i do think that kabib would have somehow um yeah, somehow implemented his his game plan and 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 it would be done but this new gaichi is just i yeah, it's the unknown right now. Like I really don't know, right? And and Gaethje is he's he's a good fighter, man. He's a good wrestler. He's got everything, yeah. So I think um, he shouldn't be as much an underdog as what people would think because Khabib's Khabib and undefeated and whatever. Uh, Gaethje's got all the tools to put this guy away. I think if anyone could do it, it's him. Um, after seeing that fight against uh, Ferguson, I think he's more likely than Ferguson would have been. So yeah, it's good fight that one. No, definitely agree. Um, but it is, it's one of those cases as earlier on when we were talking about conspiracy, knocking conspiracy or whatever, <laughs> everyone's undefeated until they're defeated, right? Yeah. Like there's that tipping point. So, but I mean, look, he he's a hard one. It's, it's weird because everyone knows what he's going to do, but yet no one's been able to figure out how to stop it. Yeah, so it, it's not like he's a difficult fighter to figure out in the sense of like, what his game plan is he'll he'll tell you right now what his game plan is it's just people just he's just that good at it yeah he's that good at it um and that's where i think dc might come in too because i I know stipe is a good wrestler but i i just think dc when it comes to wrestling he he, he's on another level as well and i think i think where he messed it up on the last one is he tried to strike with dc he really did and i you know i just think that didn't work out for him but on that note um I am going to wrap it up. I'm going to let you go. Uh, back, yep. back to the family. Back to the family. Um, but look, for, for people that want to reach out to you, whether it be, uh, you know, fans that want to holler at you or, or even um, some promotions if they've got a fight coming up. And yep. we're, we're looking at Eternal for this one because you said you were trying to reach out to them. So if, yep. if, if anyone's trying to reach out to you, what's the best way of them getting in contact with you or, you know, like um, – is there also a way, I guess, that people can come and, and, and train with you? Yeah, so um, my Instagram or through my Instagram or um, my Facebook, my Instagram's Dave, uh, Francis. Um You can look me up there or message me on Facebook. Um, for training-wise, uh, you can always message up uh, at the gym because it's sort of like an invite type of thing. But I'm um, happy to speak to anyone that wants to come down and and try uh, train with us or any pros that are looking for some training and sparring um 
What was I saying? No, that, uh, that, that was pretty much uh, it. I was just saying how, oh, yeah, how, my, how, how can people reach out to yeah, you? Dynamite.davidfrancis is my TikTok as well, so you can go have a look. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, and, 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 on that, and on that, when, when, when can we see the next dance? Man, I haven't been practicing lately. I've got to get back in the rhythm. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll do something over the weekend and um, I'll let you know. <laughs> well, there you have it. I, uh, as I always say, like I really do appreciate the time when you guys come in. Um, you know, I mean, it's a it's a little easier these days because people have got a little bit of time. But n- yeah. not yourself. You 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 you're working seven days a week. But no, I really do appreciate the time. I hope that we got some fight news coming up soon. And when 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 we do, we'll get you back in. But until then, we are done. I'm away, I'm away, why?